Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Katrina Smart, and you're listening to Conversations with Coco and Friends, covering everything from life and relationships to being your own boss. Co-hosted by Cleo Ellis and Pilar Adams. Meaning, we have you covered from millennial to motherhood. We got you. Today on Conversations with Coco, we're talking about the business of being in business. We have our usuals here with us. Pilar on deck. And you got Miss Cleo over here. And we have a very special guest today. My right hand. you my right hand. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no copyright stripes. Miss Holla. Hey, y'all. Insert applause. (laughs) Insert applause. Those of you who don't know, now you know. (laughs) A little background on Miss Rafferty. So she's been in the marketing and PR game for almost 20 years. My life. Okay. (laughs) Her career took off with the launch of a WNBA team in San Antonio before moving overseas. This boss lady has had experience in Latin America, Europe, China, and the Middle East. How specialties, I mean, if we had to choose one, is in the hospitality and food and beverage realm. She's the PR director for Four Seasons Toronto and Four Seasons at the Surf Club. And if that wasn't enough for you, Hala is the president of Halo & Co., So these queens went into business together about three years ago. And I think what we're all really interested in hearing is how you and Coco came together to launch Halo and Co and grow Coco and Co. So take it away. I think, I think what's important to note is Coco and I, when we first met and we first became business partners, we're not really friends. We just worked together at Four Seasons in Toronto because she was an MX ambassador and I was in-house PR director and she would come with Harlow all the time and create all sorts of content. So that's how I knew her. That's how I met her. And one day when I was planning on going out on my own to start an agency, I went to one of her parties, the Shay Ricky party. And it was like this super mysterious invitation. Um, and when I got to the event, it was just so well done and over the top. And she comes up to me and she goes, you know, what are you doing? Thanks for coming. I was like, thanks for having me. Um, and uh, she asked, what have you been up to? I go, I think I'm going to go out on my own. She's like, oh, my God, that would be so amazing. You should totally do it. And no word of a lie, I just kind of looked at her blank in the face, and I was like, want to do it together? And she's like, yeah, totally, uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> and then we talked about what it would look like, and here we are. 
What's interesting is in a follow-up meeting when we started talking about how we were going to structure Halo uh, and Coco and Co., um, it was the first time I got to know Coco. She was telling me about her life. She was telling me about what she was going through at the time, um, through divorce. Mm-hmm. And Very fun time of my life. I know. We all love that. <laughs> and, I and, and funnily enough, Paula had also been through a divorce. So it was pretty awesome yeah. to like, meet someone who you could be like, what? You too? Yeah. <laughs> so so here, here, here I am. I'll say it from my perspective. Here I am sitting in front of my, my business partner, my future business partner, and she's telling me that she's in the process of going through a divorce, which should have been a red flag, right? I mean, I should have been like, all right, peace out because you're going to be crazy for the next two years. Um, But not at all. I looked at her. I go, the next six months to a year are going to be a total fucking blur. And we'll get through it and we'll come out the other end. And it didn't scare me one bit. In fact, it brought me closer to her. And look look at us now. (laughs) Right? That's so cute. It's love. It's like your love story. Yeah, and I feel like good. That's yeah. like the realest thing you can really tell somebody. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm into this, guys. I love your guys. I think she story. said something along the lines of, "This is going to be the hardest time of your life. You're not going to know it until it's over." And she was so right. Because I, cause I think both of us kind of muscle through shit. We're like, we got this. Mm-hmm. And then you look back after it's over, you're like, how am I alive? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which we're learning how to not do those things yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Live, live, live in your feelings. Lean into yeah. it. Show your vulnerability. We're not always just coping. That's <laughs> what our therapist tells us. Denial is my best friend. <laughs> So I guess this question is for both of you ladies. What is the realest shit you can tell someone about being a business owner? Let's say three things that you can tell people that it's just a real AF. I think no matter how much you plan, you are going to get into a situation real quick where you have no idea what the hell is going on with your business, with your life, with your team. You just kind of have to be resourceful and flexible and, and malleable and, and pivot with the changes because it doesn't matter how much you plan. Something's going to come at you. That's a total curveball that you never expected that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. And that, um, I think being a business owner is really just being a really good problem solver. Mm-hmm. So being able to deal with all the problems that come up because you might really want to win a piece of business and it seems amazing but then you're, you get it. <laughs> it's not just doing the piece of business. It's all the characters and personalities that come along with it. So just knowing that you have a whole bunch of problems to solve. And, and keeping your eye on the macro. You know, I think as a, when, we, when we get into business, we get into business because we're good at a specific thing. And so we're used to doing it. But once you own the business, you can't do all those things anymore. You have to focus on the bigger picture, on the growth, on the sustainability, and on the vision and the culture of the brand that you're trying to create. And that takes a lot of work because you start something because you're good at it, but then that's it's not what you're doing anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's not what you're doing. It's you're like accounting. My, my yeah. is, I know, you're like, quick plus one. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with people's staff personalities. You're dealing with the client's personalities versus staff personalities. So yeah, it's a lot of management. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that that's like a piece that surprised you more than 
anything, like having to navigate all of those personalities. I think my biggest challenge and my biggest learning owning a business is that is the managing people piece. Mm-hmm. That has been the hardest for me and because of all those different personalities and because you expect a certain level of quality or professionalism or output and, and everyone comes to work with their own shit to deal with and being sensitive to that has been a huge <laughs> challenge for me. I think also, and I'm not going to speak, well, I'm speaking for Holly, but <laughs> coming from, we come from very different places. So coming from her, her coming from corporate side where she had the backing of a massive international mm-hmm. brand, people who come to work for a national, a massive international brand come for the cachet of that brand. But when you come to work for us in our little townhouse, (laughs) the people who work for us, they come in with a different attitude because they're like, well, you don't, you're not going to give me comp weekends in Bora Bora. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a different kind of expectation and then also having to learn how to deal with that, that the people aren't going to necessarily give you this times a million and, project this crazy like um corporate personality when we're in this little townhouse like just trying to figure it out every day (laughs) sometimes when we look for cachet in those really big brands you miss even bigger opportunities with smaller brands like you guys because you're never going to get the level of autonomy with like a huge international corporate brand um, at, a, at an entry, even an entry level or like a mid-level position that you would with a smaller agency. And obviously I stand for you guys, so I'm a little biased, but I can speak that from experience because I've done the same thing. I've worked at universities. I've worked for like the provincial, federal governments, all of those things. And those institutions are really immovable. Like they're not malleable, like Hallow was saying. They're not nimble. And it's so hard to get anything done. But when you work with these smaller ones, in my opinion, it's way better. Yeah, there's so much more growth potential, right? I mean, we have an example of somebody at Halo who started as an intern and is now a manager within two and a half years. Mm-hmm. That would never happen in big corporate Mm-mm. under normal circumstances. I think the teaching moment here, too, for all the younger cats out there that are listening, that if you're going to work for a smaller startup or a smaller company, that there's a lot of agency put into you to what you're going to do and what you're going to provide. We will provide, or businesses will provide the opportunity, but also see that as an opportunity for you to show what you're worth and what you can do because business owners have a lot going on and they're trying just to keep it all together. The more that you show that you're willing and able to take on more and be more is will totally lead your trajectory up in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't always just wait for someone to like be, give you that raise or that new, newer position, do the work, do more work, work harder. And we notice your hustle so much and, and it will be congratulated. But if you sit back and just wait for your boss or your owner, who's overworked to always give you the kudos, it might not always come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I always say work the position you want, not the one that you have. Exactly. So I feel like another element of this is I've worked with both of you for two years now, and (laughs) I've had the pleasure. (laughs) And I feel like you're both so different. And it's amazing to have that under one roof because you provide different qualities and values to the company and to our team. So 
I want both of your perspectives on who you get into business with. I think choosing your business partner is such a big decision. Like this is a long-term goal. This is your life. Like your work becomes your second home, your family, you know? So let's go ladies. I mean, choosing your business partner is probably more important than choosing your spouse. Bounce. Preach. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it is one of the single most important decisions that you can make as a, as an entrepreneur. And, um, and I don't have the the magic uh, recipe as to how to choose that partner. I just know that for Katrina and I, the fact that we're opposites is really what makes the magic happen between, between us because I am one personality and she's another is how it blends together and melts together into something very beautiful. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That doesn't mean that we don't have our, our disagreements or our fights or our, you know, where we come into a standstill and we totally butt heads. But I'll never forget one of the conversations we had where things were getting heated between us. And I just kind of looked at her and she looked at me and I'm like, I'm in it for life. Are you in it for life? <laughs> and she's like, yes, I'm in it for life. And so we at that moment decided that we're in it for life and it doesn't matter what happens, we will communicate our way through all of it. And that's the type of relationship you need to have with your business partner. I feel for us, it works for us. Yeah. I think also like Hal had said, it opposites attract for us because we are very different, but I can see that that won't always work with, with certain personalities. When you have a business partner, it's a lot about what you bring to the table and how you're willing to check your ego. So you have to do as much work and not worry about pinning it on the other person all the time, right? Because a lot of the times in relationships, it's all about what you did and what they said and like they're worse and I'm better and that doesn't work. And that's why I think when Hollis says it's about um, a mar- like kind of like more important than a marriage is that you have to come to it without the emotion, even though you're full of emotion, mm-hmm. right? You have to check your emotion and be like, okay, well, this is a business, but I love you. And how are we going to work through these Issues that are tiny, but because of stress and lack of sleep become a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Communication is totally the key. I mean, I've had different business partners over the years, for sure. Um, and I think what I've learned over having so many different types of business partners is that 
if you are able to always have a gut check and an ego check, you get through so much more. Um, but your, your partner has to meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. A yeah. gut check and an ego check. Mm-hmm. Like, let's check in this month. Yeah, and I also think that, like, when you get into partnership with somebody um, and you choose that partner, obviously there's something in them that you want, that you want them to bring to the table. And so you, you have to always remember why you yeah. chose that person as your partner and you have to continue valuing their contribution, yes. right? Because it is unreasonable to think that everybody's doing half the work like I have a business like Coco's my business partner sometimes she does more and I do less sometimes I do more and she does less but understanding that we both value Mm -hmm. each other's contribution that we're in it together um, and that goes with checking your ego Mm -hmm. right because you could easily say I do all the work and what does she do or she does all the work and what am I doing like I'm so insecure about this partnership so just maintaining that value and that other person is a huge part of it as well I think a lot of that comes out of, like, a lot of those feelings and emotions come out of being overworked. And if you're mm-hmm. going to start a business with someone, you're going to be overworked. <laughs> so you have to acknowledge that. And, and be ready. always check in. Like, we, when we end up getting into issues, it's because we haven't checked in. Yeah. We always, it, when Coco and I don't speak for an extended period of time, like, speak in terms of, like, connecting as friends. Oh, yeah. It's not good. Oh, it's not good. At least you guys know that, though. Yeah. At least you know. I think the other thing I would add to all of this as um, a business owner, because I love a good contract, but honestly, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is not talking about the formality of business ownership together. So putting together like a proper partnership agreement um, and also not talking about the exit. So in my experience, um, the exit is the most important piece of business so that what happens um, if you want to leave the business if you are not happy like how do you dissolve things or whatever the case might be and those conversations are are sometimes awkward to have with people but they are super important because when hurt people hurt people so if your exit becomes um you know contentious in any way uh things can get like super dicey so write down your stuff and put it in a contract also know when you're getting into business with someone you're getting into business with their whole life yes. so it's almost as important to meet their partner and understand and know their partner and get along with them it, it sounds crazy but the the person brings all of that with them to the mm-hmm. table so sometimes you might be arguing with your partner but really you're arguing with your partner's boyfriend <laughs> and it's like wait no I didn't sign up for this um also know know your legal rights and the shotgun cl- clause and understand all of those things <laughs> I love the shotgun clause and no one knows about it Maybe, uh, let, let's not expand on it here but like but for uh, two young people getting into mm-hmm. business and then a marriage happens and you don't realize that someone who you didn't get into business could end up owning your whole company it's a problem. Yeah, that that's definitely an issue at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we need to print up. Print up all the way. A corporate prenup. And I feel like this is so relevant to my age demo because I'm only 23, but a lot of the people around me, like the 25, 26 year olds, are saying they want to start their own business. Mm. And so the 19 year olds are saying, yeah. yeah. So, Girl, you're right in there. And it's one of those things that it's like, oh, I want to start my own business with my bestie. Like, (laughs) I love her so much. We go out together. We be guys together. And then it's like, 
when that is reflected, like you switch your environment to a working environment, it doesn't always work. Oh, no. Speaking from experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's almost a surefire way to ruin your friendship. And, but what would be your one piece of advice to a duo who's really interested? They're saying they're getting into business. They have an investor. It's happening and we're going full throttle. Grab a piece of paper and write down your responsibilities. Who's taking care of what? Mm-hmm. So it's very clear that that is your responsibility and that is and that the, the other side is hers. Yeah. Or his. Understanding your roles is so key. Um, and and as, as Hollis said, writing it down so that you can always have something to reference. Because I think at, when you're getting into business with your best, you're like, we'll both do that. We'll do everything together. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I you're both hung over yeah. and then no work is happening. <laughs> like, this is real life. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coco has actually told me like, when, like in certain projects, she's like, I am not doing that. Like, like, and I too. I'm like, I am not doing that. Like, Pilar, very clear. <laughs> Pilar, Pilar. <laughs> Yeah, we're calling in the cavalry. She's like, fine, we'll tell the client we're going to do that, but I, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. And and what's so great about that is that typically we don't want to do the same things. Yeah. Except for on occasion, one call is like, you have to come to this dinner. And I'm like, but I don't want to. <laughs> Mom's insisting. <laughs> Mom's like, you put your dress and on and put a mile on your face. I will, I will never forget um, when we when, when Coco and I first came into business, we had one event for a whiskey brand, and um, and she designed the whole event, and I put together the guest list and the media, and so we were at this event, and it's full of like the beverage suppliers and distributors and all the influencers and media, and she's there in a corner, and I was like, "Come on, Coco, I want you to meet." this one journalist from the Globe and Mail, and she looked at me like, <laughs> are you kidding? Like, no. Like, and she gave me this look with this nod, like, no. And I'm like, so this is how it's going to yeah. be. Okay. And that's when I learned that. I just, like, it's, yeah. she's not there to network. She's there to make it beautiful, and I'll show up and I'll network. Yeah. And, and then we learned that kind of push and pull of like, when when we we each show up so exactly i'll make it pretty but then i don't want to be looking pretty (laughs) at the party and being like acting pretty so it's just it's just knowing your strengths and then leaning into them because sometimes in the beginning you pretend you can do all of the things right like what was good with Hala and i is that she never pretended to be the creative one who could create an event she she always said like I you do it <laughs> like you know so that made me stand in that and show up in that and also made me realize that then I had to learn the lesson that I don't have to do everything it's still a lesson I'm learning too but but you're yeah. doing so good it's a process you're doing so great <laughs> honestly I get it like being a business owner is by far and away the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life and I think what is the hardest part of it is being the bad guy which is which is why I'm always the bad, the bad guy. guy man all the time and like always, every yeah. that perception that people like 
especially as women that they put on you if you're like, no, that's not going to work or whatever they're going to do. It doesn't feel good all the time to have to be that person. (laughs) And then it's tiring. You're like, can someone else just do this? Mm -hmm. But yeah, what's been your, both of your experiences? Like, do you feel like, because is it like a good cop, bad cop? Or is someone better at being the bad guy for certain things? Totally. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. She's like, fuck that. I would call them. I'm like, yeah. okay. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. Yeah. All, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm always the bad cop. And it's, but that's, that's who I am. Yeah. You know, that's who I am. And um, by that, it's not, she's a bad person. No. She's just better at saying what she means. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with challenging yeah. situations. I'm not looking for a confrontation, but I don't mind confrontation. I don't mind a, a hard conversation. Um, and I just, you know, as, as business owners, I think Coco and I both have this mama bear personality. Coco's much better at showing it than I am with the girls because my protectiveness is, is translated differently. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> but, but, I, but, I, but I will... You know, I would go to bat with them, go to bat for them, even probably when I shouldn't, you know, and I'll, and I'll just, I will fight. I will fight. And, and Coco is the lover and I'm the fighter. That's just the dynamic that we have. Taking a little bit of a more negative side here. Um, how do you approach a partnership when it's going wrong? Everything is hitting the fan. You're losing money. You're breaking relationships. You're burning bridges, and it's just no, 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 no. I'm saying this is an advice thing, yeah. like for people who need to end their, mm, like who need to stop doing business together. How do you go about that in a civil manner without burning more bridges? How do you make the answer? You need a mediator for sure. Um, If you don't have like a coach that you're working with, you probably don't because if you got there, it's bad. But I think when emotions are high, it's like when you're getting a divorce, you're going to, you need a lawyer or a mediator to help you get through it. And I, and I would think if there's any kind of skin in the game, like if there's money that needs to be split up, you need a third party. But on a lighter note, what's your favorite part about owning your own business? The freedom to create, molding the business into everything that you envision or try different things. And I mean, we work so hard, but also the ability to just get up and leave for two weeks yeah. without having to tell a boss, yeah. may I have vacation? Yeah, I, can't even, yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Please. But, yeah. And teaching and leading. <clears throat> I think leading is, is one of my favorite things. I love to lead the team. I think I... And I, I felt this last week when I was in LA that sometimes having an opportunity and wheeling that opportunity into something bigger that you never dreamed you'd actually ever be doing is what's so cool about owning your own business when you leave it open enough for it to change and move and grow. That it's like you don't have to be doing one thing all the time. And that if being like a creative person, that I always get to do something different and stretch my creativity. But I love that about, and it's particular our business because our business is up to us mm-hmm. 
to meld and change. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> we can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Definitely. Can yeah. you make that happen? Like, For no, sure. No idea is too big. We can, if we, if we, if we dream up something, we could find a way to make it work and, and the buck stops with us so that, so really there's no limit. Well, ladies, I feel like we can go on for a hundred and million hours on this topic, but for now, let's just leave it on that note. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Coco and you know where to find us at Coco and Co and at Halo and Company on the gram. Drop us a line or slide in them DMs. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.